Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things of pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. And bitches, do I got a bingeable one today. Okay, you guys, you guys know you guys love him. I know he has like so many followers and on the Instagram and everywhere else. And you guys just follow him like around the nightclub when he is around. So, I follow him. I love him. He is a big sweetheart that I have met now, like in like the go-going circuit and whatnot. And so today we have the one and only Hunter Harden. Hello, Hunter. Hello. Hello to you and hello to everyone else. I'm so glad to Yay. be here. It's so good to see you again. It's like so happy to like have you on. And we've been like back and forth and all the little like DMs here and there. And like life is just too damn busy because you guys, Hunter Harden is booked and blessed. <laughs> I'm very so. booked and blessed. It's very, very nice. Yeah. It's a, a whole new world for me. <laughs> It really is. But the thing is, it just seems like it, you've kind of been simmering for, I think, like years. And then all of a sudden you like blast it off. Like it was like oh, yeah. pictures and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. So um, let's just tell our people about this. OK, so we may, might be combined. The two of us probably have like a million pounds of fur on both of us. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yes, he is the furriest like go-go. There's other people who claim to be. But no, he's probably probably the furriest. And he also has like crazy body and whatnot so oh, i love how you did this, how did this all like get started what was your first um what was your first gig like what was your first modeling thing well like it was it all happened years ago and i've talked about this in other podcasts so i'll speed through it but i had agoraphobia for a couple years and that's where you're afraid to leave the house um and my friend had me do a modeling thing for her college and it I did really good at it. And it was something I was good at it right away. Um, and then I started traveling to San Francisco by myself. And then Max Sturges, the photographer, picked me up. And then Paul Freeman and then a bunch of other photographers. And it just kind of spiraled from there for a couple of years, just doing modeling. And then a couple of years ago, I got my first go-go gig at DILF in Atlanta at the Heretic. And, nice. um, and then it took like a couple of years of me go-going. I used to like go to just different locations and ask if they needed um, any go-go's. But then once 2020 happened, the very beginning of it, I started to see like an influx of me getting hired, but then COVID happened and blah, 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 blah. But then in 2001, that's when I started touring like a lot. And I, and since then it's just been a whirlwind of these past two years of just traveling almost every weekend to a different city and a different state. And it's uh, been pretty surreal. So it just kind of, it kind of just happened, but it was a lot of buildup. I just didn't expect myself to get to this point. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of amazing too, because you kind of sit in that category that I think a lot of people don't know where to put you in nightlife. And I fit, I, I feel this myself sometimes is that we aren't drag queens. So no. that right there, just like, you know, because, like you know, the people who get to host, the people who get to, like, have, like, a moment are on the flyer and that sort of thing are usually going to be drag queens, reality stars, and porn stars, you know what I mean? Mm. And so yeah. and you don't really, you don't really fit into those categories. You fit into more of the model category and, like, lifestyle, yeah. but, like. Yeah, I kind of fit into the model lifestyle, but then just kind of turn into a gay public figure out of nowhere. And I think a lot of people that have heard my story of, um, you know, being, um, having really bad social anxiety, I think just speaks to a lot of people. And um, the more I go to events, the more I talk to people and talk to fans, I think that builds me more fans in the long run, just from word of mouth. Um, a lot of times I hear from people, um, thank you for talking to me. People like you don't usually give me the time of day. And it's sad to hear mm. in the gay world, but it's even happened to me um, even before I started modeling and stuff. Um, there are some people I looked up to and when I met them in person, they did not have the time of day for me. But until I got popular and gay famous or whatever, then they had the time for me. I'm like, no, no, thanks. <laughs> okay. Who is like one of the coolest people who has 
known who you are when you meet them? Like, like who's, who's already kind of aware of Hunter Hart in, in like the ethos? Well, have you met Wesley Wallace? familiar name which he is he's silver steel he's a porn star yes. okay uh, i met him two years ago and he was really excited to meet me but i didn't really know who he was but we've been to a couple different um events together and i have fallen mm-hmm. in love with that guy he is one of the sweetest humans i have ever met uh-huh it's well nice person and then also he just had like this whole monkeypox thing this year that I yeah and kind of he, like everywhere. honest if you typed in monkeypox his name would come up right next to it on the google search because he talked yeah. about it and brought it to the attention uh to the media and stuff really quickly and, and a lot do people know his government name <laughs> I, yeah yeah i i think okay. he, go, he does that on on facebook he goes by wesley wallace if that is his real name <laughs> you know okay, everybody because exactly, it's community. an alliteration you never yeah know. <laughs> yeah gay people in the world they all have their different their words and names that they have for each other so who knows whose real name is what <laughs> well exactly so oh, d'angelo is my real first name though that's something that people don't always think they're always like oh really and so I, there's no apostrophe I, <laughs> I figured it was your real name too like my hunter hardens my real name but it's just my it's my first and middle name oh nice and so yeah. that's that's nice you have the alliteration your parents gave you like a hollywood name just oh yeah it was perfect name. yeah it was perfect i did i could go in anywhere into porn or into acting <laughs> or go 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 or go, like go dancing, you know or paul ooh, hunter yeah. harden ooh, hunter harden for state council <laughs> There you go. Oh, see, you can be like Hunter Harden for sheriff. You know what I mean? Oh, like that, that is like the vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to a small town see? and I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I bet you that small town would be receptive. Okay. Before we go any further, we need to kind of, this is my little icebreaker moment. This is where we get to know you a little bit better, but we get to know you through things that I like to talk about because this is my show, by the way. Okay, so, (laughs) and with that, we have my tell and self-indulgent questions and they're self-indulgent because I like to talk about certain things. First thing I want to know is what is the last show that you have binged start to finish? Uh, It was Dahmer. Oh, really? Yeah, I just got okay. done watching. I just binge watched that. Um, and I'm also binge watching The Big Bang Theory again. I'm a sucker for like comfort TV. So I, I mm-hmm. just rewatched seasons like The Office, Parks and Rec, 30, 30 Rock, you know, shows like that. Um, but yeah, well, the latest soothing. show. Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> it's just stuff it's that I, to I watch, just to rewatch. Yeah, but yeah. the okay. latest show it- that I watched was Dahmer. What was your thoughts about Dahmer? What do we feel? How do we like it? Did we like it? Did we hate it? What did, what's it, up? it gave me the most anxiety. It was probably the most nerve wracking story of a serial killer to be told. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the actor did a, a, a really good job. I think the storytelling was phenomenal because it wasn't just about Jeffrey Dahmer. It was also about the neighbor and some of his victims. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I thought it was just a really, really good show. And a lot of people are very heated on one side or the other of like appreciating it for what it is or hating it because it gives some kind of glorification to serial killers. I know. Well, okay, so I, in all things all, I watched the whole entire thing. I am a fan of Ryan Murphy, and I don't know if that's because I like, you know, it, it feels very, like, self-punishing because he doesn't always finish things the way that we would like him to. You know, he doesn't always seal up an American Horror Story season, Yeah, means what happened, you know what I mean? So, but... um but I still, I'll keep on coming back because, you know, Ryan Murphy makes delicious TV. Mm-hmm. And this was complete antithesis. It's so much more gritty. It's so much more like just raw and there is mm-hmm. no glamour. So I don't know, like everybody's like the glamour for, like there is no really no like glamour, for, glamour moments. There's a little bit of, you know, sometimes they'll show Evan Peters in a certain light, but I think it's to show what the victim is seeing, you know what I mean? Like how they're getting, you know, kind of caught up in like the allure. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just think that like, there's a lot of people who just like to self-righteously talk about like Dahmer, you know what I mean? Like the, there's a, a whole thing there where everybody wants to seem like they're on the right side of history, but there's mm-hmm. also a point here where it's the like highest streamed television show that Netflix has ever had. 
You know oh I mean? yeah. So people, so people are watching it. They're just not saying they are, you know, people are desperate for a good story as well. And look at um, that movie monster. That was about um, that female serial killer that won awards. Yeah. Lee Warner's. Yeah. yeah it won awards. So, I think the, the big difference on this one though, is, is that um, he went after victims who were underage, some of them. And then yeah. also it's just, there's just a sensationalizing of like, you know, we don't know if anything is being given back to the victims right now. There's apparently there's been nothing. Yeah, and it's a weird it's a weird thing. It's a really, really meta thing in the Dahmer series, in my opinion, because like halfway through the series, you all of a sudden start getting into all of like the stories of all the victims. And then they even talk about how like, well, they knocked the building down and they're going to put a park there. And it's kind of like, okay, now that Netflix has made all this money and Ryan Murphy, so if there's no park there, I don't even know, I've never done the research, but if there's no park there, isn't it time for like them now to do it? Maybe that would be the responsible thing. Yeah, like now they've gotten enough media attention onto it that, yeah, maybe now they can make it happen. And also, I just think that this whole Dahmer show was way, like way too real for the American population to handle because it talked about such harsh subjects of eating people and, um, killing of youths and stuff because it's never been really in mainstream media it's always just been murders of adults or teenagers and stuff but this this one i think just shocked people a little bit more to their to their core i feel so i think that's why most people are saying it's too much to handle yeah i think it's that i mean i remember when when the case did break you know like um i feel like i'm probably older than you um in like the the 90s and i think i was like in like middle school you know what i mean like just starting middle school and it was like just this like crazy thing this man was torturing people and they found skulls and blah 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 so it was like all this sensation and everything that was going on around it but um pretty crazy and i don't know i think i appreciate the series for what it is am i gonna watch it again probably not no nash yes she did deserves awards (laughs) yeah that that first episode i had the hardest time going to sleep because it gave me so much anxiety because it was just such good storytelling and the way it was filmed it just really put fear into you more than any other serial killer documentary or a real-time movie has ever been made me feel that way well because i think it's also being gay men like you know what I mean? Like we're the ones who are being targeted, you know, like you, in this yeah. situation. You could, so, you could, so, so many people have been put in that situation with, with somebody else that could easily happen to you. So hopefully it gave a little bit of awareness to people to not just go home with anybody. True. Yeah. Or at least tell a friend, Hey, I'm going here. Let me drop something, like, something. Totally. Okay. We're going to keep on going. My Let's do it. Number two has to do with locations and so you coming from right now that you you live in the salt lake city of it all we need to get into some of that but um i want to know new york city or los angeles which one do you have a um new, new york city is it uh, what, what is yeah, what is it about new york um I, it gets cold there and i love the cold being a big old bear with all this hair i get too hot and it just new york just seems like it's glitz and glam and LA, I just see a lot of barbed wire and um, sun. LA <laughs> is kind of a strip mall. I don't know. I'm not into it. I live in San Diego. I live in like where it's like. Oh, oh and that's, know. I love oh. San Diego is my favorite place in the world. Yeah. Well, you should come down. Okay. I will. This is something that I know that we're going to have like a moment about. So, you guys. Mr. Hunter Harden, I don't know if you guys know, most of you guys should, I mean, a lot of you guys are just like looking at him, but you guys should be listening to him, and he has the Real House Bears podcast with his partner, and where they dissect and disseminate episodes of Real Housewives that are currently on television, it's a lot of fun, the when you guys listen to them too, you have to kind of like guess who they're being in the beginning because they always like talk like one of the housewives. And so, um, <laughs> and with that being said, who's your favorite housewife hunter? Oof. Well, now that I have become personal friends with some of the real housewives of Salt Lake city, I could Ooh. be hurting some feelings. <laughs> but, okay. Um, to- Barring Salt Lake city girls. Okay. So, Okay. So in, in any other franchise, oh man. I have an affinity for Kathy Hilton of Ooh, Beverly Hills. That's a good one. Because she just makes me laugh so hard. But this, 
a recent episode where everything's coming out of what she's saying and whatnot. It's been kind of vile, according to Lisa Renna. But I still think um, I just love Kathy Hilton so much. I love her to death. Okay. I just want to hang out with her. We're about to drop this episode. Like it'll, the first part of the reunion will have already passed. So we are yeah. right now when we're recording, like we've, the finale has just happened with Real Housewives. Um, but the trailer dropped. And have you seen the trailer yet with all yeah. this Kathy Hilton? I Kathy just Hilton watched it fire. today. Ooh, she I'm nervous. In. Kathy clocks in. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not going to let Lisa Renna push her around. I really hope so because I, Finally. I, I'm not a fan of Lisa Renna right now. Neither am I. Okay, so I'm huge fan of Lisa Renna when she first started the show. I still love Lisa Renna. I have affinity yes. towards her. If she was here, I would like give her a big hug and like love the bitch. But like the character, you know, quote unquote, that she is right now pushing and playing mm. is just nasty and gaslighting. You know it I mean? seems like so desperate. There you go. And yeah. so, and Kathy points this out too in that like nice little preview that you're, you know, that your contract is coming up and that's why you do this. And so you're like, you're the biggest yeah. bully in Hollywood. Yep. Ooh. Yep. And I mean, it's showing too. I, I just can't, I can't handle Lisa Renna right now. It's just a little bit too much for me and she needs to dial it back. And if it's for her to try to get her contract going back up, good on her, but dang, it's painting her in a bad light. I want her to have one more season now just to bring her back into the good graces of all of us. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, except she does have her diehards like like our good friend, Mr. Nelson Castillo. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> he he eats everything that she serves and he loves her and I love him for it. But I'm just like, you know that she's kind of evil, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, a, there's she's something a gr- out there. She's a great housewife, but I don't know how she's doing. Uh, otherwise but as a housewife she's a great housewife she's really digging deep Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite franchise this isn't one of my questions but i'm just wondering yeah salt lake city is my favorite franchise it's just it got the heat like that's the thing like salt lake city did the thing where it like last year became a true crime story you know oh yeah oh oh my gosh yes and if anybody like hasn't watched the first two seasons they're missing out on mary cosby that huge train wreck Oh, that's the thing too. You do kind of feel like I do kind of miss that energy in the house. Like in the first episode when they are all going to their GTW lingerie party, you know, garbage trash war. Yeah. Um, and they show like just like passing moments of <laughs> of her like just of Mary saying her. of Mary's like going, women. <laughs> and it's like I miss women. that chaotic energy she had. She would just say little girl. Most- uh, she was she was insane. She was legit crazy. <laughs> um, what was I to say? Oh, this just came out today. Do, do like the breaking news. Um, won't be breaking that later. But Jen Shaw, her uh, her sentencing date got pushed a month. So oh, it did. I did not hear yeah, that. It just, it just came out today that now she's not going to be sentenced until December fifteenth. Oof. Something happening there, so and she's already I claimed guilty. Yeah, yeah. We're we're I having a like going to leave us for a couple of years. <laughs> we're having a moral dilemma right now because she is our friend. She has become our friend, but now that she has pled guilty and basically is robbed people of their money, we can't get down on that. But um, she's still our friends. But you know, it's hard to navigate around that issue right now. Now that we've actually become friends with. A housewife that is just like Erica Jane now under legal issues. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. We got to see them uh, here in San Diego. Yes. And um, when the girls walked in, and as they kind of like filtered in, and you know what I mean, like and like each one is like they're they're beautiful in real life, you know, Mm. as, as they as they came through, and it's like oh, there's Lisa, there's Meredith, there's Heather Gay. Like Heather Gay's everybody everybody's best friend. Oh yeah. Whitney, Whitney also completely just, you felt the love from her. But when Jen Shaw walked in, it was like big dick energy the moment she walked in. Jen Shaw has a celebrity vibe around her. And it was like, there's something you notice. And I totally drank the Kool-Aid that afternoon. Oh, you get it. it. Like when we were, yeah. yeah. Like it it was like when we were, when we were shooting, it was uh, like, 
it was right when everything was coming out. And I think Stu Chains had just pled guilty. And so it was like going to be coming down on her. And so, and they were here in San Diego. And I just remember they just walked the girls in and all the producers are all, you know, like kind of coming through and Jen Shaw walked in. It was like, there's the star. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's true. We we talk about the same thing. We call it the Jen Shaw train. Like we're we're on it. Like we don't know how to get off the Jen Shaw train because she is an energy that comes into the room, and like she she calls us she calls her um, herself the our mama bear, and she like facetimes mm. us randomly. So it's so surreal. But she's such a an energetic person. You cannot help but to drink the Kool Aid, like you say. I just hope that like whatever she did do whatever she was complicit in in this whole entire situation because who knows you know what i mean it's like yeah. you never know you know how deep it went did she just sign things but you know what i mean you don't want to believe you know like what people are putting out there i just hope that she has some like real attrition some like real moment here of like feeling sorry so then we can give her a real forgiveness and it just not be like a lip service thing because I like her. I know. I like her. (laughs) Well, uh, we ran into Meredith and Seth and they told us that uh, after Jen Shaw went and pled guilty, she came to them and gave them a personal apology and they said it was really heartfelt and they forgave her and they're still really good Mm -hmm. friends with Jen Shaw right now. Okay, I love it. As Um, long as she pays her dues, as long as she gets, she, you know, gets what's coming to her and she pays her dues mm-hmm. and takes the takes the um the hit on the chin i forgive her like people make mistakes yeah. people deserve second chances and stuff it still wasn't okay but if she has to go to jail for it she has to go to jail for it yeah and the show will still be here when it comes back then bring amen her back in three, and there will <laughs> three or four seasons and let's see what happens like Teresa, Teresa did it (laughs) like oh yeah Teresa came back with a fire too (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so oh have you heard about all that too like the the drama right now over in New Jersey is insane so they've even now for BravoCon they've split them up the cast it's the only cast that is not doing a meet and greet together they are you serious yeah so now it's (laughs) it's it's uh I believe it's uh Jackie May, Melissa and um, what's her name? Margaret. I think that Margaret. they're in, yeah, that they're in one and the rest of the girls are inside of another uh, meet and greet with their husbands. They're not putting everybody together. Melissa and Teresa, it's done. It's, it's done-zo. Yeah, so, after, so after not thinking. inviting them to the wedding and stuff, I felt that was the final straw between their family. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep on moving. We just drew, like drifted into a lot of housewives. So those of you guys who don't like housewives, <laughs> deal with it because we're probably going to get stuck there again later. But anyways, oh, we will. Um, our next question that we like to ask people, and so this would coming from Hunter Harden. Do you have a certain beauty or health item or product that you just can't get enough of, or that you think everybody should be into? Um, I actually use um, Whitney Rose's beauty products from Salt Lake City. She sent us a couple um, a couple items, and there's this product called Gold, I believe it's called, but it's just a moisturizing cream, but it also like evens the tones in all of your in your skin. And I use it every day. I love it. I love it. I don't use too many beauty products, to be honest with you. Is it, is it now? Wait, I can't remember. Is the new name Iris and Bow, or is the new name Wild Rose? Wild Rose. It's Wild yeah. Rose is the new name. Yeah, okay, Wild so Rose. And Bo is the old name. Okay. Yeah, she. it's so, now her company. That? You should. I, I mean, she, uh, she's so sweet. She sent a, when we had her on her and just on the podcast, it was so easygoing. And she gave us a nice little gift bag. It was really sweet. And then we went to their backyard and, and chatted for four hours after the podcast was recorded. So, and I'm in love with Justin. Ugh. He is so much cuter in person than he is on TV. Is he? Yeah. Okay, I kind, I, I kind of do love his body a little bit. So yeah, yeah. and he's it's, tall. It's, it's a type. Oh, yeah. Okay. Into <laughs> it. Okay. Next question that we have, and this is the not the gayest question, but it's a gay question, and that is, do you have a favorite musical or Broadway show? I. When I first met my husband eight years ago, I was completely against musicals. I did not like musicals, but I married a a man that has his master's degree in music and uh, was a choir teacher for 20 years. So I had to love it. But the musical that came on to me by myself that I fell in love with 
was six. Really? Oh my gosh. I love that album so much. I haven't seen six on Broadway, but I, I listen to the album all the time. It is so good. I mean, it's, it's the Spice Girls basically. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, if you like pop music and if you're into like divas then you're going to be into six. Oh, and they, the, the lyrics are so genuine are so unique and good and perfect for the timing. It's a history lesson. There is uh, a group of drag queens in New York City right now. Um, I want to say Egypt is one of them. And I can't remember anybody else's names, but they do a six review. And it is like sold out every time with choreographed. It's like a whole thing. Like I would love to see that. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled because I know that they're probably going to be bringing that back eventually. I think like even like the cast showed up at their last one when they did it. It was like, it's it's a thing. Okay. I want to talk about our favorite foods and my favorite food happens to be sandwiches. Mm. So Hunter Hardin, what is your favorite sandwich? <laughs> okay. I have a favorite sandwich company too. Have you ever heard of Port of Subs? No, I have not. Let's discuss. Okay. okay. Port of Subs is a cold sub sandwich. They have been around for 50 years. This year is their 50th anniversary. The very first shop was actually in Sparks, Nevada, which was right across the street from my high school. Um, But they have Mm -hmm. awesome cold cut sandwiches. And I always get the turkey, ham and um, uh, cheddar. And they I also get all the oregano and the oil and vinegar put on it. And it's just like it's my favorite sandwich in the world and also like you get some barbecue chips throw some barbecue chips in the sandwich and you got some great texture oh my god you're a chips and sandwich person and i Uh, about this and chips in a sandwich is a moment i have to (laughs) like it's the only way i could eat a sandwich for some reason i don't know why (laughs) yeah it's just a random like i just recently i think i put like salt and vinegar potato chips like in like a random like philly cheesesteak the other day and i was like this is a moment (laughs) and it was like the the, the inner fat kid completely came out (laughs) especially (laughs) salt and vinegar that's a flavor (laughs) it really is okay um, and I was just looking to the of port of subs and like, and so it looks like there is nothing like right around me, but I think we'll have to find one. I'm traveling. Well, you okay. come to Salt Lake City and I will hook you up. <laughs> I'm into it. Like I want to do a Salt Lake City, like, oh, I need to go. And then I'm going to just have you take me around to like all the places that the girls go. Oh yeah. And there's, so, there's like, a bunch I, of I, I new need, places. I need, to go to he- I need to go to Heather's spa. I need, I need to go to, 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 to laser lab we need we, to uh, we lab just went laser. to beauty lab and laser the other day and got a b12 shot <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. Nice. i i love b12 shots i love iv therapy like it's like do, do you ever do that i've never gotten one before but i've known people that have gotten them and i'm i'm dying to do one okay i'm gonna tell you right now like if she ever has a deal or like just go and do one before a big party weekend like if you're gonna do like before you're gonna go to like Folsom or if you're gonna go to like even like drag con you know you're gonna be like out and about and moving do one before that you will feel a complete difference and then even right after and so like it just helps everything and if you're a person too like since you're a dancer you know like your legs will hurt because you get like dehydrated yeah completely solves all of that I am such a fan of IV therapy oh I'm gonna have to start I'm gonna put that into my beauty (laughs) regimen Yeah, like here and there, like it's just like it's one of those things that like, especially, you know, don't make yourself suffer if you feel a little bit gross, go and do it. Yeah, because sometimes I'm at events for like three or four days. And by the end of it, I'm so dehydrated and broken down. that It takes me like a week to recover. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, it'll kill. It'll it'll solve that recovery time. This is probably my, my beauty recommendation for people. Another thing, too, is like if you ever get like food, um, food poisoning a an iv therapy will 100 percent make you feel better quicker than almost anything else in my own experience that like that next day right after you have like go to an iv therapy and you will feel like a person again like it's amazing uh, um yeah complete fan of it okay my next question that i have for you and this has to do and this is a good question for somebody like you because you get to travel a lot and you get to go to a lot of like different cities for prides and whatnot and so I have a question, and that question is, do you have a favorite pride memory or moment? Oh, a favorite pride memory. Um, 
my favorite pride memory would probably um, be uh, Toronto's pride. Um, I went there with my husband and if you've never been to Canada, I've, I've only been to Toronto in Canada, but it is like, it's such a joyous place to be. Like you just feel different when you're there. Uh, you feel so much mm-hmm. accept- acceptance and I love the area. I love the people. Um, but yeah, we had such an amazing pride there because they always have this really big party uh, for most prides, the biggest pride party is on a Sunday and they have an enormous pride party with an amazing venue that we've been to twice so far, but I would have to say Toronto is my favorite pride so far. I love that. So I'm actually, um, I've never been to Toronto's pride. I've been to Vancouver a few times and I got to go mm-hmm. there as like a special, you know, we were doing like cub club back in the day you know that we we went up there as like bear dancers and they like picked us up you know they had a sign that said uh, todd brisbane like picked us up it was like wild bear weekend and like oh nice our name instead of saying our names on like the little sign at the airport it just said slutty cubs (laughs) (laughs) that'll you'll you'll get some people answering to that Yeah, I think that's my car. Which one? Slutty Cups. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were in um, line at the, uh, what do you call it? At uh, customs, you know? And, you know, people are like waiting, you know, and you're supposed to get there. And, you know, are you here for work or for pleasure? Blah, blah, blah. And um, we're sitting there and it was like our first time going somewhere like internationally for, for an event like this. And we're like, international hoes. We international hoes. <laughs> and I looked, at, I, I looked at Danny and I was like, we shouldn't say we're hoes out loud. <laughs> we're not here to turn tricks. Like it was just, just a figure of speech. Just a figure of speech. We're not hoes. We're not hoes. <laughs> really Except for you, mind. daddy over there. <laughs> exactly. It was funny though, because we're just like at the, at the little line and you know, where are you guys going? Oh, the gay neighborhood, Davy Street. That's where we're going. He was like, oh, bye. See ya. Click, click, click. And he just like, hurry up. I gave us a stamp and just sent us through. So. It was fun. Um, speaking of guys, and I want to like bring this up later, but I'm actually going to be in, in Hunter is as well. We're both going to be making our way to Puerto Vallarta. Yes. Yes. So Hunter is going to be there in January for Beef Dip. And so keep an eye on those. And so you're going to probably start seeing those ads come out. I'm actually going to be there at the end of October. So if you guys are listening to this this month, please take a look over at my link tree because I'm going to start putting all the links in there. But Joe Whitaker Presents is going to be doing a Puerto Vallarta Black Party Weekend on Halloween weekend. So 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Lots of little events, excursions, all kinds of fun things. We're bringing meatball down. It's going to be a good time. So that's our Puerto Vallarta. So we're just talking about some international. So I just want to throw that in there. So hairy boys are going to be down there this year. Okay. Keep on going on to what we were talking about here. So I have a question and that usually has to do with drag performers. And this is a hard one for people to ask, for people to answer that are in the industry. But I, my question is, do you have a favorite drag queen? Is there somebody that you just love to watch i absolutely do and um she's been my favorite since her first season and i feel like she is the only plus size girl that i feel deserves the crown and that would be ginger minge oh really i'm obsessed with ginger minge uh we've actually become really good friends over the years but that isn't the reason why she's my favorite she's my favorite just because i think she's so clever, so witty. I love her personality. I love her drag. I love who Ginge Minge is, and I love who the, the real person is behind the makeup. Um, so I, I really appreciate Ginge Minge on everything that she's been doing since she's been on the show. I love that. She's a Disney ho now, too. She's a Disney ho now. Now she's in Hocus Pocus, too, y'all. Like, she's made it. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's like, that's legacy work right there, too. That's going to, like, live forever. Like, little kids are going to know who Ginger Minge is forever. Yeah, she filmed the end credits. And just to see her name in the end credits, like, that's, that's huge. So huge, like uh, that's, it's amazing. And so I'm not jealous or anything. I mean, like Disney's like one of those things too, man. I mean, like look at Nina West right now. Like she just kind of like owns oh. the D23 convention. Like, N- N- Nina West is definitely is like my, my second favorite drag queen. 
I love that. You like you like the ones who have like heart. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I like, do. Interacting with I really heart. do. <laughs> I'm very yeah. sensitive. So <laughs> And this, you guys, and just because I asked them what their favorite ones to like watch are, that does not mean we discount any of our friends who are drag queens, no. okay? Because there's a lot of you guys everywhere that we completely love. Okay. And as we keep on going, my ninth question is just, it has to do with music. What is your favorite musical album? Okay, so um, my most recent favorite musical album has honestly been... <laughs> <laughs> slut pop by kim petras <laughs> love it it's just because okay. it's just so easy and mind-numbing and i can it just catching and gets me going i've been kind of in a musical slump lately i haven't been able to mm. really appreciate music lately i understand that i actually got really into slut pop especially like back in may of this year mm. around um drag con drag oh, con yeah. that's the only thing i was like bumping the whole entire time in my car back and forth oh, to, like, me too like convention center <laughs> like yeah i was completely addicted the controversy right now too with like they don't want to release her new album and all this you know <sighs> what i mean like now she finally has a new song out with sam sam smith oh sam smith so, yes uh, so that's there's, weird. there's this whole thing that's been happening i don't know if you've, you've seen this is like a lot of our um, a lot of music music now that they want things that are going to have like a little hook, something that's going to like drive for like a TikTok, you know, like moment. Yeah. And um, Kim, I think she's in the same situation that SZA was in. And so, which is the labels don't want to put out a new album because their album that they currently have out there is doing so well and it's sitting and it's still streaming like crazy that they don't want to muddy it up. So it's gotcha. the reason why SZA hasn't, yeah, SZA hasn't gotten another album out, even though her album's like five years old, six years old or whatever. And the thing is, is, and they've been holding because she still is like one of the number one streamed artists. And so why are they going to put something else out to muddy it out up? There, so yeah. It kind of sucks that, they're, that they're, they're so like, you know, being held back so much, but like, um, but I do. Kim Petras, that's a good answer. I love, I love slut pop. It's, it's just, such, it's, it's, it's so easy to listen to. It's not heavy. It's not, I don't know. It's, it's just such an easy slutty song just mm-hmm. to make me get my dumb white girl out. <laughs> You're like, whoop. <sighs> you know? Exactly. I'm Kim Petras and I fucked your boyfriend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is my final question that I usually ask people when it comes to my top 10 self-indulgent questions. And I base this one off of the 1993 film, The Good Son, you know, the one with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Yes. And at the end of the movie, mom is left with the Sophie's choice of who is she going to pick? Who is she going to drop <laughs> off the edge of this cliff? Oh, no. And so I'm going to pose the same question to you, but I'm not going to ask you about like Macaulay Cul- Culkin and Elijah Wood. My question is, Rihanna or Beyonce? Who do you have to let go of? Oh, no. This is a um, hard gay question. <laughs> and I didn't throw Madonna in because we, we, we a lot of people have been dropping Madonna. So I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd already dropped Madonna. <laughs> um, ooh, but this is hard because Rihanna has like a soft spot in my heart after I saw her live. And she's also just come, she's I Rihanna. Mean, she's Rihanna. She's Rihanna. And then Beyonce. She's doing the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and she's doing the Super Bowl. Oh, it's gonna be so good. But then Beyonce, mm-hmm. on the other hand, uh, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to have okay. I'm going to have to say, I'm gonna have to let go of Rihanna, okay. only because I didn't care for her last that album anti, and okay. um. Uh, we've kind of just realized that one of the Beyonce, one of Beyonce's songs um, has become mine and Corey's kind of love song. So I, I'm going to have to say, um, I'm going to keep Beyonce. We're going to have to get rid of, uh, we're going to have to get rid of, uh, uh, I, I can't even say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's not a real situation. But the thing is, this is kind of Sophie's choice that we like to do. And the thing is, because we like to talk in extremes and that's what people love. And so that's exactly. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so that's all that. Okay, so that's it. We've completed the tell salt ten self indulgent questions, and you've done that with a plum, Mister Hunter Harden. Okay, Hunter Harden. My big question that I like to ask a lot of people, and it can be as hard as you want to make it. It can be, you can take this as a question that has to deal with your physical standing, your emotional standing, your career, your love life, and that is. 
where are you from? Where are you now? And where are you going? Uh, where I'm from is Reno, Nevada. Small town, feeling very small and insignificant. Um, I didn't get into my gay life until my late 20s. So I felt like I was really. Late. Yeah, well, like I was gay. I came out at 21, but I was in a relationship for eight years where I never left the house. And that's where I mm-hmm. kind of started getting my agoraphobia, agoraphobia, where I was mm-hmm. afraid to leave the house at some points. So um, I didn't start really my, my gay journey until my like 26 or something. Um, but now where I'm at now is I have a lot more confidence in myself. I have a career that I never thought I would ever be. And I'm in Salt Lake City with now I have a husband, which is pretty surreal to me. I never thought I would get married. Um, Living Mm -hmm. my best life, (laughs) I would feel it's probably the best um, I've been my whole life. This is probably the the peak so far. How blessed. And so now just got to keep on like, what's the next, what's what's your next like, uh, the next next moment? The next adventure, the next step is I'm going to try some acting, get some acting chops, and also try to make uh, a, more of a, a show and more of a presence for go-go dancers. Um, I'm working with some choreographers, and I would love it if go-go dancers had an um, outlet just like drag queens do and porn stars do right now. Porn stars get a lot of um, opportunities um, and make a lot of money through traveling. But um, yeah, in my future, I would love to make um, I would love to make a reality show with Go Go's. To be honest with you, I would love to gather a, a couple of Go Go's and kind of do a, um, a a little reality show of us driving around to different cities and picking out a different club in small towns and finding a local Go Go dancer and interviewing them and seeing where they how it was coming out and being gay in their world, you know queer eye and we're here kind of mixed together <laughs> how fun i think yeah. it's just it, it's funny because like um there's a handful i think of gogos who really can move around and who aren't like i mean everybody has an only fans now so that's like a, a sideline kind of a thing but that yeah. aren't really in the adult industry you know what i mean that aren't really like full on you know like out there in that and so i just think it's very very commendable because you have done something with it and you keep on pushing and that you're looking for like the next level i think it's really really cool yeah um, yeah and just with the you know the, the show kind of elements and everything i mean like literally what we do is pretty much drag you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah but it's just not to the extreme of like we're not putting on a face and we're not putting on a wig and all that sort of a thing yeah and we're not able to put on a show we're just kind of ornaments on the stage to make everything look shiny and clean but i would just love to have more of a presence uh more of a like a brotherhood of go-go's where people didn't have to feel like they had to do porn if they didn't want to, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids are desperate to, um, I don't know, be something in the gay community. It's a lot of pressure um, around the world, uh, just on social media. And I think a lot of kids think that the only way they can make it is to either be a drag queen or just to do porn, um, which mm-hmm. it's fine for wh- whoever, but I just don't want, um, the kid out there that feels pressure to do porn, do, to do porn or to do drag when they don't want to. Yeah. The other side of it too, though. So another thing just to want to get into real quickly with you is like um, being hairier than everybody else. You know what I mean? And so, and that's like something that it comes, how old were you when you first started like being the hairiest one in the room? Oh my. Um, so my, I have five or four older sisters and growing up I had, peach fuzz all over my body and they would make up songs and pull my hair so I've always been used to being hairy but once I hit middle school and like puberty hit that's when I got really hairy and I trimmed my body hair but um, around 25 or 26 it was um, that's when I really started getting hairy and that's when I started noticing oh there's things called bears in the gay community and they love hairy guys and so I just haven't trimmed Mm -hmm. ever since then yeah I was um like totally I started getting like really furry like sophomore year of high school you know and then they do that like dreaded scoliosis test where they come in and everybody has to like take your shirt off in front of everybody and you know and then all of a sudden it was just like okay so I am the hairiest one in the room you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and then you have like all this like disdain for it and then you start like 
you try like the nair you try shaving you try things i remember i ordered remember remember nads do you remember that yes oh my god i can't the hair removal (laughs) (laughs) like i remember i ordered that that was the first thing i've ever ordered like online or on on from the phone was like Uh, nads you know like hair removal and i I took off one strip of hair I almost died from it because I thought it, it hurt so bad. And so I was like, no, this is not happening. And then like no. when I got a little, yeah, I, I probably trimmed and everything my body here until I was like 27 years old. That's and, about um, me too. Yeah. And then it was just kind of like, I was kind of over it. And then you're just tired of like the bumps and the weird and all that. And I remember I went to a bear night here in San Diego and Chris Vance, who owns bear night, was like, why do you keep on trimming everything? I would hire you if you, you know what I mean? If you had all your fur, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hmm. And so I like let it grow in and all of a sudden I got all this new attention, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, so this daddy likes me now too. This one, this looks different. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was a whole thing. And it was just kind of like, ah, you know, like the, <laughs> the, 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 like, like the doors open into like this whole, like, oh, embrace who the fuck you are. And so yeah. and it's just now at this point, it's 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 surreal how much the bear community has grown um and people that have hairy bodies to accept it i get you probably do too but uh people message me and say thank you for being so comfortable with your body hair because now i grow out my body hair and i'm like well good just be comfortable with who you are i get the young ones who also say it too like oh how do you get so confident and it's just like because at there's a certain point where I'm just tired. I don't want. It I don't want to like. Finally, I, like, I don't want to deal with it all. <laughs> yeah. So I still will like trim here and there, just because I feel like it gets like completely unruly, like from from time to time. So if I don't have any appearance, if I don't have to be anywhere, you know, if I'm like going yeah. on like a vacay, I'll trim a little bit, but like not much because I don't want to itch. You know. Oh, the <laughs> itching! It's a nightmare. <laughs> Absolutely. As we are coming closer to the end of our program today and so and i'm having so much fun talking to you hunter you're like me too (laughs) okay so i ask a pop culture fraud question and this has to do with something in pop culture that you just don't get it you don't like it and maybe you might have pretended to like it but just something in pop culture that you're just or that you're just completely over right now um i think i'm kind of over the cancel culture right now Mm. Um, because like, I understand cancel culture, but I'm not understanding how they're going so far back in time to cancel random shows and random movies and stuff because they're insensitive. Um, because it's kind of just picking and and prodding then, and it's kind of bringing more light to the situation of what's actually done. But like, has anybody watched Greece? I mean, I just watched mm-hmm. Greece recently and I'm like, this is the most sexist. Like, how come Greece isn't canceled? So I'm like, I feel like it's very pick and choosy with whoever wants to cancel what. And I feel like it's becoming more of a, a trend rather than doing something for good. Like this whole Dahmer situation. I feel like people just got on a trend to try to cancel it and to say bad things that, about it. Have you seen the, the Kesha thing? Okay, so Kate, oh, yeah, yeah. Can- she has a song Cannibal. And mm-hmm. so, and she's in the new Hulu, Huluween special with all the drag queens, Jackie Beat, and a bunch of the other girls yeah. um, that are part of this. And uh, everybody's like, oh, props to Hulu for taking out the Dahmer line. And it's like, wait, the song has been out for what, 10 years now? And mm-hmm. now we have an issue. That's the <laughs> so thing. It's, it's like the. It's just picking and prodding in different areas. And I feel it's just nitpicking and stuff without a clear direction. I am like Mm -hmm. cancel things that are coming out now that are not PC. I'm totally fine with that. But when we're going back into time, it, those movies and music was a product of its time. Doesn't necessarily mean it's right now. Like we can't cancel wars and stuff just because it promoted violence, you know? Um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's just getting a little bit too out of hand and I feel like it's more of a trend rather than doing something good at this point. What's the erasure of it too? I mean, like people, they just don't want to think about like the bad things they've done with the whole, like, even like w- critical race theory, you know what I mean? Like that's a form of yes. like, culture that the way that people are trying to like get rid of learning about the past where it's yeah. like, no, this is a touchstone. Let's learn from it. We, you know, 
and and you know like, like even like disney they don't want to embrace like the whole you know the whole splash mountain thing you know what i mean with briar rabbit and so and it was yeah. depictions of people of color and that that were not in the best light and black men you know what i mean that they were basically caricature making them caricatures and now i understand okay that's something that let's remove that because it can it the lasting effects of it you know and it makes and people it's, feel bad it's continually it's, affecting people because it's still in modern culture but yeah, some movies but like, and stuff are like 50, 60 years old and they're canceling them. I'm like, it's a, too little, too late. <laughs> just put the warning in the front and then like, let's, let's, you know, keep it let's going. Move on. Like, let's not watch it. But yeah. And like, the yeah. thing is, is like, don't watch it. Don't, you know, if you stream it, you're, you're essentially paying somebody. So that's, that's kind yeah. of like the thing you need to think about. Okay. I like that answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my what is something that you recommend everybody right now to binge? It can be music, podcast, TV, movie. What is something that everybody should right now be watching? Well, first of all, everybody should be binging the Real House Bears podcast. There you <laughs> Just go. Throw that in there. But um, now but streaming what, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> but right now, um, if you guys, if nobody has watched 60 Days In, it's on AE and it's a reality show about prison. You are doing mm. yourself a huge injustice and not watching this. It's probably the most realist reality show about prisons that I have ever seen. Like real stuff goes down, real prison stuff goes down. And it's the show is about um, they take volunteers to spend 60 days in jail. And um, they try to find out where drugs are coming from. What's the faults in the prison? How can they make the prison line better? And I mean, it's real stuff and it's intense. And they've come out with a couple seasons so far. So, this is like, uh, but th- so like a regular person or is it an undercover cop? Like who, who's going in? It's some of it's under some of it's ex-cops or current cops or just regular people that are just in the world that want to just see what it's like to be in prison. Um, but their main objective is to try to find out where drugs are coming from, what's wrong with prison, how can they make the prison system better and healthier. And they stopped for two years because people in prison were getting, um, like, figuring out that it was a show that people were filming and that they're narcs. And so people had to get pulled out early and they had to end the show because pe- they could have been shanked or something for being snitches. Um, but they just came out with a new season. But this time it's all ex-convicts going back to prison um and it's it's pretty intense it's uh it's an intense show and um but yeah it's uh, if you're gonna binge any show and you haven't watched 60 days in on a and e you you have to do that immediately so there is a recommendation that's something i've never even like it's not been on my radar so 60 days in i will totally uh, check that out oh i can't wait for you to text me and tell me what you think of it because it's it's intense like every episode there's something big that happens because you know when you watch reality shows about prisons and they talk about all the bad things that have happened there but they don't actually happen while they're filming this show they actually like people get beat up and there's tons of drugs happening and it's like some people have had to fear for their life it's pretty scary yikes okay so we need to check this out so 60 days in is hunter harden's binge recommendation my latest thing right now that i finally got into and i think maybe because I like a lot of um. I like I like closure in a lot of ways, uh, mm. and now that it's over, o- Ozark. So I've recently. I've heard it's in. so good. Okay, I had all these like things getting into it because it's like gray and like, and I'm from the Midwest, you know what I mean. So it was just like, okay, I don't want to watch this. And then I finally got into it. The first season, I want to say like the first like two episodes, you're just kind of like, okay, where is this going? And then all of a sudden it hits the ground. And so Laura Linney, I don't, I'm halfway through the final season right now. I don't know if I like her anymore. I mean, she's doing that great of a job in this show. Like, I'm like, she is evil <laughs> like that, that oh. those are my thoughts right now and so and jason bateman is is fabulous in it and and like um julia and i can't remember her last name now but the one who was in inventing anna um she is mm. just phenomenal she's the person who i'm kind of like rooting for right now in the end of the, as the show is like starting to like wind down so i don't know what happens but that's my recommendation is ozark over on netflix okay 
my final question for you, Mr. Hunter Harden. And the thing is, and I'm going to do this as a three-part question. Okay. Okay. And so, because Mimi Marks recently answered this and I loved how she answered it. And so, and I want to know your crushes, person, place, and thing. So give me a person, a place, and a thing that you have a crush on right now. I, okay. I'll start with a place. I mm-hmm. am crushing on the state of Kentucky. Ooh. I have visited Kentucky with my husband because he's from that area, the Kentucky Cincinnati area. <laughs> and I fell in love with the, the play. I love it there. I, I enjoyed the really? nightlife. I enjoyed the things to do around there. I enjoyed the people. Um, so I'm kind of have like a little love affair with Kentucky right now. It's really weird. <laughs> I never would have thought I'd ever. Are you in, that. are you in Nashville? Do you like Nashville, like in that area too? Or are you more? Yeah, I've been to in like Nashville. Ohio, Ohio border. It was, it was more Ohio. Okay. So yeah. that's Cincinnati, like, Ohio border right there. Yeah. Um, they, the thing, person, place, or thing. So the thing that I am loving right now is um, probably my PS5. <laughs> um, okay. It was tough to get, but I now have a PS5 and I'm just waiting for the new God of War to come out so I can masturbate furiously to Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> do you follow God of War at all? I do not. I'm not a big gamer. So that's the you only need thing. A, is like, you need it. But, but keep going. Okay. I was going to say, you need, you need to Google Kratos on god oh, no, of war I, and he's just I know who kratos is daddy. yeah with the gotcha. red on his face and so oh yeah. yeah no i know i know who kratos is because i do know about um what do you call it uh comic-con culture and also just people who are into the whole cosplay thing and so mm. and when there is a hot and when there's a hot guy playing kratos then you notice him so i at least i know oh, who yeah. that is <laughs> <laughs> I did an awesome so, cosplay with me and Corey and Corey as Kratos and me as Loki. And it, of course, Corey got all the attention. Everybody's like, who are you? Are you an archer from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So person, can a person be a um, fictional character? Absolutely. Okay. So um, <clears throat> in honor of the new Super Mario Brothers that's coming out, I am obsessed with Bowser. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with Bowser. I think he's so hot. And then I just made a cosplay for Corey, my husband, and we of course that night when we got to wear it at World Bear Weekend, um, we went home and had a Bowser scene play, which was very fun. <laughs> um, but now I that the new Super you. Mario Brothers is coming out with a new animated Bowser, like the 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 furry and artist community of of Bara Art is just pumping out bowser art right now on twitter it's so funny to watch oh my gosh all like the bowser having sex with mario and all these yeah. kind of things that all the, like they're now uh, starting to pop out yes it's like it's already happening i went on twitter this morning and i'm like save 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 <laughs> You are an interesting fellow, Mr. Hunter Harden. So that is such a, a surprising answer to me. And so, and I, and a, I love you I'm for a surprising that. person. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So are you a furry? Are you a furry adjacent? No, um, I'm not. I've, I'm not a furry. Um, I am obsessed with furries. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that comes from being a kid that grew up with Disney, you know, because all your mm-hmm. animated characters are all animals. Um, but I just think furries are just the sweetest, kindest people. They just want to have fun. And I do look at Bara art, um, mm-hmm. which um, is my master, my, like, that's what I masturbate to because all of my friends are porn stars right now. So whenever I see any kind of porn, I'm like, oh, there's my friend. There's my friend. And it takes all the fantasy out for me. So now if I look at artwork, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can't identify with that with a human being that I know. So this gets me into a fantasy world. <laughs> That's amazing. So you've also, so another binge recommendation from Hunter Harden is Bara Art over yeah. on, <laughs> on Twitter well, and my, whatnot. My so, husband which is, is, like, is like the, my husband's like the closest thing to a real beast living beast so i don't have that far of a a jump to imagine anything with him (laughs) fun 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 okay so you're not putting on the furry suit because you're already furry enough but like the thing is you can appreciate it (laughs) yes that's the thing is i appreciate furry I, i love furries i love the furry art i think it's it it 
they really hit the point on people's fantasies in artwork. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, it's, it's like it's it's an extreme, you know what I mean? Like, cause cause everything like cause they like draw like a wolf, but he's got like an eighteen pack and huge arms <laughs> and like he's like six feet taller ever. than you. Yeah, it's just it's mm-hmm. fantasy world, and that's what I I I'm at that point in my life where that's where my um sex life has to go is into fantasy (laughs) that's fun though and so and i do understand the whole knowing everybody when you like open up a twitter and that and you're like oh that's somebody else i know that's somebody else i know okay that's somebody else i know and sometimes it's appealing but sometimes you're just like oh that person's doing only fans that's another thing thing i recently like gotten into because it's just like Oh, so they're a makeup artist by day and they're an OnlyFans star by night. Like, it's just like, there's so many people now. And so, and it just feels like- Everyone's on it. Yeah. I'm not though. I'm still not on OnlyFans. It's like- You you should. You should get on it. I was, I got on it and I was surprised with how much money I made off of it. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you still consistently make money? That's a question. That's just like a random thing. Like- yeah, because my, my, my issue is, is that like, I feel like, oh, but like, hey, guys, I have an OnlyFans. And then I get a bunch of subscribers and then it's like unsubscribe immediately because I do that to other people. <laughs> and so then it's like, how do I feel my second month? Do I feel like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, like, my my husband yeah. has one, too. Um, but we don't do any porn on it, um, which is what everybody wants. But that's that's just our private life. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of pictures and stuff. And he's always like, oh, I dropped a bunch of fans. And my fans are pretty steady it goes it fluctuates maybe 20 people every once in a while but i have a good uh steady fan base um but yeah just coming up with content i always forget about (laughs) that's the thing is coming up with content is the hardest and so and then you like into because i have like an alt twitter and like people will like you know throw me tips and shit like that you know what i mean like from Mm. for for like that and so because i still do because i um you know i have a corporate you know adjacent job you know like where you know, we have a, we work, through, we work with different corporations, things like that. So I don't make that part completely Googleable because I think my, my Instagram is already out there enough. You know what I mean? And so, and it's, it's, yeah. I have enough, I have enough followers and all that sort of thing. And so, but for like the more scandalous pictures that Instagram would completely flag and being a hairy person on Instagram sucks because like, Anytime that they like see you like in a speedo, it's like, oh, those are pubes, and it's like, no, I'm just hairier than everybody else. But everybody else can get no. wearing a speedo. Yeah, my pubes continue on my entire body. There is not a spot that just stops. <laughs> and that's the thing. And they just kind of, and they, you know, you, they, you can put a picture side by side of like a non-hairy guy and a hairy guy, and Instagram will flag the hairy one every single fucking time. Okay, and so, so I got tired of it. What? What's the deal? How come Britney Spears can pose basically naked, just holding her crotch and not get flagged, but I show my hand barely going down my underwear and I get flagged? Exactly. It's like, it's so crazy. It's so one-sided. I see Britney, like, I good on you girl i bless you britney spears but damn like i always save them i'm like because if i get blocked i'm going to show send them all these and be like how come she doesn't get blocked oh it's not fair it's not fair because even like mm. i was on um on tiktok even where if i duet with something you know that is clear like i i like duetted once with with a guy and a girl who they're like you know she was topless millions of views you know she's like holding her boobs and like he was um like hitting a golf ball off her ass or something you know and he was like in a speedo and the thing is is and i put it off of of my of my network and i'm standing on the side and like literally like dressed i get flagged but the original video nothing it's like they still have millions up. of followers so it's like gay man that's been flagged a few times and you kind of you all of a sudden you're just a big target and so it's just it's hard you get put because, on a list yeah mm, i'm over it so the whole shadow banning and whatnot okay thank you so much hunter for coming on today i really oh my gosh thank you, you. Yes. And so we, we got sidetracked here at the end, but it's all good. Like completely good. Okay. So you guys, <laughs> if you guys want to find Hunter Harden, Hunter, where can they find you? You could find me on Instagram at Hunter Harden. You could find me on Twitter at Hunter Harden 86. You could also find my podcast with my husband at The Real House Bears on Instagram and Twitter. And you could listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. And also my husband, 
and I might be, my husband most likely, will be on this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. He yes. is uh, doing Heather Gay's choir. Uh, he's the director of it. So you may see him this season. So keep your eyes peeled. So exciting. So, so exciting. So, okay. I need I need to have him on here as well. So we got to get into his stuff too with, with him being a co-host on your Oh, he would uh, love so. it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So thank you so much for coming on. You guys, make sure you guys look up everything that Hunter is doing because most of you guys already are, but now listen to him as well. Okay, content is king and we are trying to do other things besides take our cloth, clothes off in public. We will still Amen. do that. At the same time, we're going to talk about other things. And so <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. And today it's been another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. This was Hunter Harden, and you guys have a great, safe night. And um, if you guys are this weekend, I'm just going to throw this in there. This is uh, this is coming out on October, the second week of October. But if you guys are in Orlando for Come Out with Pride Orlando on October 15th, Joe Whitaker presents. We have Lady Camden at the Rainbow House. And then on the 16th, we are bringing Meatball out for the Happiness Tea Dance, the official closing party of Orlando. Pride. So I will see you guys out there and uh, good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level. <laughs>